welcome. My name is Michael Dugan, and this is The Change Code, a podcast empowering you to master change. This episode is titled, The Power of Conscious Co-Creating. When I'm talking to classes or audiences, I often tell them that we are co-creating. People can accept that they co-create easier than they can accept that they're creating a reality. And I don't know what percentage that I'm co-creating my reality, but I feel absolutely positive that I am co-creating my reality. And I think that everybody is co-creating their reality unconsciously at a minimum. In other words, when you're an automated human being and you're asleep, so you're busy thinking all day automatically without even knowing that you're thinking, you're unconsciously co-creating your reality. Now let's talk about the word creation for a second and the creator. If something created everything and you call that whatever you want, God, the higher power, the universe, uh, whatever you want to call it, something created everything. The question is, is do you have any free will where you are co-creating or not? And for me, I believe that every human being has the ability to attain levels of consciousness and to co-create the reality. And at some level that we're co-creating constantly with our, our vibe, with our thoughts, with our actions, and with what we're thinking about. And when we talk about consciously co-creating versus unconsciously co-creating, that's a game changer. Think about it. Have you been co-creating your reality? And it's a yes or no. And if you have, how conscious have you been about co-creating your reality? Because when you're conscious and deliberate with what you're co-creating, you can move yourself in a direction that can bring you more fulfillment and make you feel empowered. And fulfillment is oftentimes what people want. When I ask people what is true happiness and contentment, when you're content, you feel happy. And fulfillment is another word that I would say is a synonym pretty close to content, fulfillment. And so when you're co-creating your reality and you see that you participated in creating something, it kind of wows me that I co-created this, that I've had this thought and I held on to this thought and I found the emotion that cooperated with the thought. So this emotion of what I wanted to co-create and then I experience it and then at that moment I feel empowered. It's like wow because what that does is that supports it or that's the term I use proving something out the scientific term that are you proving it out or not when I said in the episode do you read the book or you do the book you do the book and you put the book in your life and you see if what you learned in the book as you put it into action, if it works or not, and that's called proving it out. You do something over and over again, enough to give it a fair beta test, and then if it works, you keep it in your life, but if it doesn't work, you dismiss it and say, well, this didn't work for me, and maybe your approach was off, but you gave it a fair chance, you proved it out. 
So when I go to different courses that resonate with me or do different systems of thinking that resonate with me, I prove them out. So when you start working on consciously co-creating and you prove it out, that's incredible. And I think about when Brian Tracy shared with me, Brian Tracy, who was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, probably one of the most prolific, known, best-selling authors on sales and psychology. And he's still out there. All of his books are golden. All of his courses are golden. Although he's getting up there in years, he said, one of the most important things you can do every day is write down what you want to be as a human being. And I've, I trusted the guy. I had respect in the guy. I bought his courses. I pretty much memorized his courses. And because I trusted him, I did it. When he said, I don't know if he said the most important thing or one of the most important things, but it's almost like he said the most important thing you can do to change your life is get a journal and every day write down what you want to be as a human being. And I did it for probably 10 years at least. I, I had a, I videoed where I was throwing away all the journals except for two. I kept one for myself for memorabilia and I gave one to my child. Um, but people didn't believe me. They didn't, when I told them I did this, some people would say bullshit and they would tell me that they thought that, but no, 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 no. I did it every day for at least 10 years. And I wrote down what I wanted to be as a human being. And one of the things I wrote down, it's an intense statement, but what I wrote down is I am the universe's most uh, effective, spellbinding, professional speaker, teacher, trainer, coach. I captivate, I motivate, I entertainingly engage and ingrain the highest teachings. Everybody I speak to is empowered to new levels in their lives. And so when I wrote that down every single day, and then I, I became a Toastmaster, I bought all the books from all the motivational speakers, and I bought the, all the courses, the motivational speakers, I'd go to the YouTube clips, and I'd siloquy them. When they spoke, I would speak in their tonality. John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Mahatma Gandhi, Desmond Tutu, you know, just all the greatest speeches, Tony Robbins, it didn't matter who it was, T. Harv Eker, whoever the speakers were, so I could take on these different characteristics, these flares, feel their feeling, feel their vibe, became a distinguished Toastmaster, and won Mr. Alaska Bodybuilding Contest twice, and then started speaking in the community and started speaking at fundraisers and speaking at detention centers and speaking at colleges and high schools and, you know, just getting out there as I'm co-creating my reality. And then I started in the automobile business simply for a change because I heard you could make good money at it. And I found the guy in my city that had the reputation for being the best in the city, <clears throat> for being the best car guy in the city because I wanted to learn from the best. And I interviewed him to see if I was going to accept him as my boss. <coughs> Excuse me. And, and I knew I was going to be the best there because I'd been working so hard on myself for 25 years. I made those decisions to be a nonstop learner, a nonstop worker outer, made the decisions to master my emotions. And I knew nobody else was going to buy all the books on selling and nobody else was going to call all the different dealerships and talk to the top salesperson and find out why they were the best and put it into their life to prove it out. And I did that. And they made me a floor manager managing a team of people after four months. And then after two years, the general manager, a friend of mine named Troy, 
He says, how would you like to be a trainer for the company? And I said, yes. And I had written it down at home every day for 10 years. And another Brian Tracy saying is luck is when proper preparation meets opportunity. And I prepared myself for this opportunity. So I was already plug and play. I had spent the last 10 years visualizing it uh, in, in the inner world, simultaneously buying the books and the courses and getting out there in the outer world, co-creating my reality. And as I sit here today, I've been for the largest, largest group on the planet Earth, I'm their number one trainer. And I've co-created that. And I've loved my job, loved my job. I just did a training, first training of the year with a group of amazing human beings and loved going to work every single day of my life. And I give myself some credit for co-creating that. And I learned that when I won the Mr. Alaska bodybuilding show twice, you know, one of the greatest compliments people gave me is that I was, um, they thought I was on steroids and they thought that I was a liar. It's funny to think that, you know, people calling you a liar is a compliment, but the fact that they thought I was on steroids and that I could not get in that good of physical condition was a lie. For me, I thought was very, very interesting. And I didn't challenge, I just told them, you know, I, I know the truth. I knew the truth. <clears throat> but it took discipline. And once again, I visualized myself winning the show a thousand times. Visualized myself winning it, being so ripped and so muscular that every judge voted me first place. At the morning of the show that I woke up, I knew I was going to win the open division, my weight class and the whole show. I had zero doubt. And I really mean that literally. I didn't have any doubt at all. I knew I was going to win the whole show. And that's quite strong to not have, you know, a little fear or think I might win. I believe I have a good chance because I had never done the show before, the state championship show. And every single judge voted me first place. And when they announced the winner, I put my hand up ahead of time. And I feel that I, I co-created that. I co-created that. I give myself some credit. For, for participating in the creation of my reality. And then I did it again the next year because I felt a little bit of fear. I went up a weight class and I won the whole show again. And one guy that I beat ended up becoming a superstar, you know, on the front of Muscle and Fitness Magazine and Flex Magazine uh, numerous times, a guy named Chris Cook. And I, once again, I co-created that. And then what I did is I said, I'm gonna let go of the bodybuilding and I'm gonna put it into my consciousness, the power of conscious co-creating. And then I started meditating, and I meditated basically three times a day. I meditated this morning already, three times a day for the last 25 years so that I can be a more conscious human being. And being metaphorically what I did with my body, I wanna co-create with my consciousness so that I can be present, so that I can be focused, so I can be a better contributor on the planet. And, and when you're consciously co-creating versus unconsciously co-creating, it's, it's an absolute game changer. It's a game changer. And for me, when we look at the autonomic nervous system, and I say to people that your lungs, do you have to control them or do you breathe on your own? 
and they say I breathe on my own and how about your heart do you control it or does it beat on its own it beats on its own and how about your thoughts do you have to make yourself think or do you think on your own I think on my own and then I ask them to control their breath just breathe in and out slowly and I say to them what controlled your breath and I said that's your consciousness so with your breath you know either you're running your breath or your breath is running you and whenever you run your breath that's your consciousness and then I say pay attention to your body language and you know stand strong put your chin up put a smile on your face I said what controlled what controlled your body language and I say that is your consciousness now I said pay attention to your thoughts you know I asked my child I said think about something that makes you or something that upsets you I said how do you feel and I said think about something that makes you happy and I said how do you feel I said that's your consciousness where you direct your thoughts you know when your consciousness can direct your thoughts your consciousness can control your body language your consciousness can regulate your breath the three B's the body breath and brain and with consciousness comes capabilities that's the last episode well when you're consciously co-creating that's a game-changer that is an absolute game-changer at this moment you're liberated to not be confined to what you think your destiny is you just have the been empowered with the ability to change your destiny in a direction or the trajectory of your existence or as I like to say you change the time and location of your gravestone meaning as a result of this decision you're moving yourself into a different direction and you will live longer and you will probably be buried or cremated or whatever happens in a different location the time and location of your gravestone as we make these decisions it changes our life path and it changes our direction that goes back to where I said earlier do you have any choice in your reality I believe I, I'm not saying I'm right I'm saying I believe you do and I believe I do and when I say how you do anything is how you do everything and everything matters everything is connected everything is in it is connected we live in the universe one verse there's a multiverse look at all the Marvel movies that's a joke look at the latest spider-man that's a joke look at, go to science that's not a joke the multiverse so we live in a multiverse and everything's interconnected everything is interconnected so how you do anything is how you do everything and everything matters what matters yes everything so are you part of everything yes so you what matter you matter and you have to give yourself permission to matter you have to give yourself permission to be great you have to give yourself permission to matter and consciously recognize that you make matter when you consciously co-create it's an absolute game-changer it will change the time and location of your gravestone 
and I've proved it out. And I know the more conscious I am, the better I am at it. And understanding that with consciousness comes capabilities. So when I talk to people and I say to them that all of my stats are metaphoric because I didn't take them, I just got them from somebody and they make metaphoric sense to me that 90 to 95% of our thoughts, what percent? 90 to 95 are automated thoughts, the same thoughts day after day. I say to them, what is that other five to 10%? And that is your awareness and your awareness is your consciousness. So that other five to 10% is your consciousness. It's your consciousness. And I said to them, go back to the episode, you want to make that the boss. Conscious, conscious co-creating, consciousness. But the question is, can you change that metaphoric statistic ratio? Can you become, as a human being, 20% conscious and 80% automated? 30% conscious and 70% automated? This is where I said, go back to the episode, creation happens in the third. Your mom's DNA and your dad's DNA makes your DNA. You're the third. You become more conscious and less automated. You're creating a new third in you. If you are part of everything, your consciousness is the earth's consciousness. Your consciousness is your family's consciousness, your city's consciousness, your workplace consciousness. You matter and give yourself permission to matter and understand that you have more power. Go back to the episode. Is it possible you're more powerful than you could possibly imagine? And I'm telling you, you are more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And give yourself permission to consider that thought. Give yourself permission to co-create. Give yourself permission to consciously co-create. If you like this episode, Please share it, if you would. Please subscribe and please rate it. And most importantly, recognize that you matter and you make matter. Consciously co-create. Have a great day.